0: We do not have a sponsor for today's episode, but I want to encourage everybody to sign up for the Making of a Millionaire newsletter that goes out every Friday at 7 a.m. You're going to get exclusive content. By that, I mean a long-form written article, our best work of the week, that you will not find anywhere else other than this newsletter. If you love the newsletter or you love the podcast, share it with a friend and help us grow this organically. And my third ask of you is that if you love the podcast or you love the writing and making of a millionaire, join the premium version of our newsletter where you're going to get exclusive content, right? Member only articles, member only podcast episodes, but more to the point, you're going to help us build a new type of financial media company that focuses on helping you use money to live your best life and does not focus on hyperbolic headlines and clickbait. So thank you guys so much and let's get into the show. My name is Ben Lafort, and I am the host of the Making of a Millionaire podcast where each episode we are going to be discussing a new personal finance concept and I'm going to discuss how that concept can help improve your life. So if you're ready to get going, let's start the show. So today, let's talk, I want to talk about real estate, but not in the way that you're probably expecting, about investing in real estate. So one of the biggest challenges for most people who want to invest in real estate is just the simple fact that buying properties requires that you have a lot of money. I don't know if you've been watching the news lately, but you would see that houses cost a lot of money, rental properties cost a lot of money. And what do you do if you don't have that type of money? There are a lot of, uh, let's say, less than reputable uh, websites and companies and coaches and course salesmen out there, salespeople, that will sell you on these ways to invest with real estate with no money, You know, buy properties using other people's money. Forget that. That is some high-risk junk. If you want to start investing in real estate but you don't have a lot of money, your best option, honestly, is to avoid physical real estate altogether. No, I am not talking about metaverse investments or some type of digital real estate. I'm talking about investing in real estate investment trusts, also called REITs. This is a great way to start investing in real estate if you don't have a lot of money. So in this episode, we're going to jump into a little bit of an overview of what REITs are if you've never heard of it, uh, what some of the pros and cons are and how it compares to physical real estate. So let's start with you know why people are so obsessed with real estate um, because honestly is I've covered a lot in my writing people are obsessed with real estate uh, you know and there is a lot to like about it right because you get monthly income and you get potential for price appreciation right yeah those two things in together or right? you can see why real estate is so attractive and it's just the fact that people know it we've all lived in a house right so not many people know about the stock market but lots of people think they know about real estate um, But one of the downsides of real estate is that it takes a crap load of money to buy properties we already talked about. So that makes it way less accessible for regular people who aren't willing to take out banana levels of debt. So one of, and it's funny too, one of the most commonly Googled real estate investing questions is how to invest in real estate with no money and bad credit. like. Uh, that don't it would be the would be the short answer Um, or invest in REITs like we're gonna talk about so if you don't have any money and you have bad credit you should not be trying to buy physical real estate Uh, You know, that is an asset investment that requires, you know, lots of ongoing expenses, um, right? Anything you can think is going to happen will happen to your house. You own a physical property. It's falling apart all the time. You got tenants in there, trash in the place, potentially. You got to not only have a lot of money to buy the property, you got to have a lot of money to service the property. So if you don't have any cash reserves, you're bailing, you don't even have money for the down payment. You're putting yourself in such a precarious situation to try to invest in real estate without money or good credit. So uh, you know, basically, this is w- what what leads us to the idea of real estate investment trust, right? Can you invest in real estate with less than $100 dollars? Yes, you can through REITs. So what is a REIT? REITs are, basically they're just stocks. They're companies that invest in commercial real estate. Uh, so the REIT would invest in a variety of different type of real estate projects. Um, the most the, you know most regular people wouldn't have the capital to invest in, right? Like even if you do have quote unquote a lot of money, do you have enough money to buy a large apartment complex? We're talking about 200 plus units in a, in a building. Office buildings, healthcare facilities, retirement facilities, shopping malls, retail, strip malls, uh, industrial buildings, you know, big box stores, factories, warehouses, uh, you name it. Any type of real estate, commercial real estate property, there is almost certainly a REIT that invests in it. So how do you actually go and buy a REIT? So really there's two types of REITs. There are private REITs and there's public REITs. I don't really know much about private REITs. I've never invested in one. I'm not gonna really talk about it today. When I'm talking about REITs, I'm talking about public REITs. And a public REIT is basically, like I said, it's a stock. Yeah. A public REIT is, is a stock that's traded on the stock market. In um, the same way you would buy Apple or Amazon, uh, looking at the ticker price and going in under your brokerage account and buying it, you, you buy a REIT in the exact same way. And even though you can buy a REIT on the stock market, um, you know through a brokerage account, uh, there are some structural differences between REITs and what I would call regular stocks, right? So you know if you were to compare buying a REIT to buying Amazon, uh, the first and most obvious is that REITs only invest in real estate, you know, whereas Amazon they could buy whatever the hell they want, and they probably will. Um, and, and fold that into their larger business, you know, a REIT can't go out and say, you know, we're going to get into the streaming business, right? A REIT is only buying properties or, or other real estate type assets, right? There are other REITs that invest in mortgages and whatnot, but you're you're restricting yourself to the real estate sector when you invest in REITs. Uh, another crucial difference is that um, these are income investments. They, they are by law, Required to pay a certain percentage of their taxable income to shareholders um, in the form of distributions every year. I uh, know, last I checked, I think the number is 90% of their taxable income. It has to go out to investors in the form of uh, distributions, which is a, a fancy way of saying a dividend. But it, it it can be taxed differently than a dividend. So we'll get to that. That's why they call it distributions. Uh, So this is another big contrast to, say, if you're investing in Amazon, which may not pay a dividend, right? They don't have to pay a dividend. They could choose to pay a dividend. It can be whatever they want. It can be anything. REITs, nope, they are forced to, because of the special kind of tax treatment they get, uh, they're forced to to pay out. So this is is totally an an income investment, although you still do get that potential for the upside in the appreciating assets in the portfolio. So I I do invest in REITs. Um, I own I own uh, two physical properties and like two physical properties. But given the insanity of real estate, that's actually climbing up to nearly one point five million dollars. It feels weird to say that uh, worth of physical real estate. So I'm I'm good on physical real estate. I don't want any more of it. Uh, but I am interested in the asset class of real estate. So I invest in REITs. Um, they provide the the income. They um, traditionally have a, they have we'll we'll say a lower correlation with with the general stock market. They can be extremely volatile, but they may not go uh, you know up and down in price in the same time and in the same magnitude as the general stock market. So there is some diversification um, benefits there. But for me, really, the big thing is investing in REITs allows me to itch my real estate. Obsession—that scratching of that real estate obsession. I, you know, I, I, you know, my writing. If you follow my writing, you, you might think I'm some kind of, um, you know, investing robot that is, uh, you know, looking only for rational things to do. But, you know, I'm, I'm insusceptible to the allure of real estate as anybody else. It is, it is a sexy sales pitch, real estate. So, you know, this allows me to, to scratch that itch without. You know, buying a six hundred thousand dollar property and dealing with tenants and fixing toilets and all that crap. So that's the best part about real estate for me. I, I don't allocate a lot of my portfolio to it, but it does kind of allow me to kind of like, you know, say, okay, I'm investing in real estate, and ooh, I get to see that that income coming in, and it feels nice. But okay, so on the on the the kind of more you know pl- you know investing uh, side of things, why there's there's three reasons I actually prefer REITs to physical real estate. Um, One is diversification. So as I mentioned, right, in today's market, if you're in a a hot real estate market, you might be paying a million dollars for a single three bedroom house, as insane as that is to say. So good luck diversifying, right? when you buy, think about this, sorry. When you buy a single family house, you are buying one asset, the house, in one asset class, real estate, in one subsector of that asset class, single family housing, in one geographical area, the country you live in, but then actually you zoom that geographical area in not only to the country you live in, but the state or province you live in, to the town you live in, to the neighborhood you live in. So you know buying uh physical real estate is it's so difficult to get any type of real diversification without going into millions of dollars worth of debt. The next piece is liquidity. Selling a physical property takes a long time and there can be a lot of snafus along the way. And even if everything goes perfectly, you gotta pay a realtor 6% fees, you gotta pay lawyers, you gotta pay taxes. It's a mess. Um, If you wanna get out of a real estate investment, it's gonna be expensive and take a long time. REITs, again, they're publicly traded ones. You can sell it in a matter of seconds. Uh, So, the third thing too is the time required. You know how much time I spend managing my real estate um, portfolio from my REITs? Zero seconds, ever. Uh, It's a completely passive investment. I buy the REITs and I never look at them again. Uh, So it does not require any time. I do not have to go deal with tenants. I don't have to kick anybody out of their home. I don't have to fix uh, toilets or call exterminators. Uh, You know That's all managed by the real estate companies and the REITs themselves. So I don't want to leave you the idea though that rates are perfect. They are a risky investment. They are stocks, um, you know, right? This is not uh, some low low volatility investment. They can be quite volatile. Um, and you think about, right, uh, the last two recessions we had were very, they they hammered real estate. The COVID, um, COVID recession is bizarre as, in, as that was and from an economic perspective as short of the, the technical recession was commercial real estate got hammered. Think about all of the, uh, Um, You know, retail, restaurants, um, offices, you know, so many people working from home now. A lot of commercial real estate just got completely hammered during COVID. And you think about the 2008, 2009 financial crisis, where did that start? It started in the housing market. Uh, REITs got punished during that time as well. So uh, do not walk away thinking that REITs are some kind of risk-free investment. They can be extremely volatile. Now, the other thing you want to, to consider is how you invest in REITs. Look, if you've been following my writing for a long time, you know indexing and diversification is a smart move. I uh, treat my investment in REITs in the same way I treat my investments in, in the stock market. I buy an index fund. Uh, there are index funds that track the the you know index of REITs, of publicly traded REITs. I buy those and i buy every reit uh, same way i look at the stock market why you know going back to uh, john Bogle, why uh, bother looking for the needle in the haystack when you can just buy the whole haystack that's the only way you're going to guarantee you find the needle so that's how i invest them in, I, I i'm a massive believer in diversification so i take the risk of individual REITs off the table by investing in reit index funds vanguard has an Excellent one that's cheap, um, and I believe Schwab and other companies do as well. Now, okay, another really thing uh, the last thing I want to leave you with here about REITs, too, is where to invest in REITs. Now, REITs have a, a funny tax situation. So, I mentioned the thing earlier about distributions rather than dividends, that's what they call them. So, in Canada, in the US, uh, you know, if you're investing in, in publicly traded domestic stocks, right? So I'm from Canada. If I buy the Royal Bank of Canada, Royal Bank of Canada pays me a dividend. That dividend is called a um, preferred dividend, which is basically means that if I hold it in, in a taxable account, I get a tax credit from that dividend. So it's a tax efficient income to me if I hold it in a taxable account. Uh, REITs can have a whole lot of different tax treatments on the most of the time, uh, you know, oftentimes not as, as tax favorable as domestic uh, publicly traded companies, if you're in Canada and the US. So I, personally, uh, if you are going to get big into REITs, you should talk to a tax advisor about it. But what I do is I invest in my tax sheltered accounts. In Canada, we have what's called an RSP. Um, basically, think of it as your, your traditional IRA in the US. We have our TFSA, our tax free savings account, Think of it like your um, Roth IRA in the US, but better. Um, topic for another episode, why it's better, uh, in my opinion. But those are the two areas where I invest in REITs because the, the income I earn within it is is tax sheltered. I don't have to pay tax on it until, well, for the RSP, I'll pay tax on it when I withdraw. The TFSA, I'll never pay tax on it ever. That's exactly what it is, a t- tax-free savings account. So it's a perfect place for me to hold these high-yield Uh, Real estate investments. So, um, last point there is yeah, make sure you're taking into account the complexity of taxes before discussing uh, rates. So that's it. That's gonna do it for me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this discussion on investing with real estate with little money. Uh, If you love the podcast, share it with a friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep asking you guys to share the podcast with a friend sign up for our newsletter on Substack. We are turning Make a Millionaire into a digital media company. Uh, We are doing podcasting. We are doing uh, a long form written newsletter every Friday. This is not a roundup post. This is um, exclusive articles you're not gonna find anywhere else. These are our best work. You're not even gonna find it on Medium, but follow us on Medium because we publish there every single day as well. So those are the three places you can find us. Find the podcast, find us on Medium, find us on Substack, um, and tell a friend, share the newsletter with a friend and, uh, you'll have my eternal gratitude. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. And we will talk to you again next time. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered financial or legal advice. Not all information will be accurate. Consult a financial professional before making any major financial decisions.